listening to the ron and don show please hit subscribe hey you guys what's going on welcome to episode 460 now of the ron and don show and yeah we are live from the les schwab studio what is up ron and don nation charlie stop licking ron's crotch what's going on over there it's a little weird anyway hey you guys thanks for stopping by we really appreciate it and coming up on the ron and don show uh we're gonna talk about i i've doesn't it sound cool to be a u.s grandmaster like, I would love to just be hanging out maybe in a bar or a restaurant, a sporting event, and have uh, friends, family, a lovely young lady come up and say, who are you? And I just say, hey, I'm, the, I'm, I'm a U.S. Grandmaster Champion. Champion of what? I don't know. But we're going to talk about the U.S. Grandmaster Champion possibly cheating in chess. And what happens when you sit down with worldwide Grandmaster champions and they get up from the table and they accuse you of cheating and they walk away? This is really a crazy story. Can't wait to talk about it. Also in LA, uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of Madonna's house in the sport court. I don't know what she needs a sport court for. I guess in LA, everybody has a sport court. Anyway, they're t- water is becoming such an issue around the country and specifically in the West that they are talking about taking apart dams, and they're also talking about putting water restrictions on stars' homes like Madonna because they're using too much water to keep that grass green and that sport court green. (laughs) Maybe we're all headed toward a water restriction. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Elon Musk woke up the other day and said, yeah, I'll pay $44 billion for Twitter, Ron, what happened here? This is a weird turnaround. So, if if you fo- have been following this story, and and, and I I have been, uh, Elon Musk is a very vocal guy on Twitter, and so he has a lot of theories about what should happen to it and mistakes that Twitter has made. And so he basically made an offer to buy Twitter and the Twitter board, and it was at the time above their 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 stock price. So he was saying, I will pay a premium. I'm going to take this company back private for a while. But what I'm going to do is pay you above the the stock price, $44 billion. And so the board met and they're like, sweet, let's do it. Because what Twitter was figuring out is they had a problem with growth and they had a problem with their advertising model. And so one of the things that has fueled these tech companies is growth. And so like the the Lyfts and the Ubers of the world, we talked about this uh, probably 10 episodes ago. The reason why your Lyft is or Uber is more expensive now is because they're out of the growth phase. So they were willing to take a, the, the stock market, willing to take a loss on actual revenues because of growth numbers. And so Twitter is in that same boat. It's like, yeah, we've sort of stagnated a little bit. And so how do we monetize this correctly? So anyway, then Elon Musk had a change of mind because immediately the stock market, his, his, his wealth is entirely wrapped up primarily in, in, in Tesla stock. And so he doesn't have 
$44 billion in his bank account. His checking account doesn't say $44 billion. That money is tied up in stock. And so what immediately happened is the Tesla shares fell from the sky. Hmm. Like when he announced we're, we're buying Twitter, the stock market was not happy with that. And so they're like, dude, focus on one company. Like make Twitter uh, the best company in the world. We don't need you to do all these other things like the boring company and the hyperlink. Rockets and and robots. Rockets. and It's like just, you know, do do Tesla. And so the stock market, the the price tanked. So not only did he, was he going to, be paying 44 billion for Twitter that 44 billion was now coming out of the money that he'd already lost so it's sort of like I think he woke up and was like this is really costing me 80 billion dollars because my stock is worth way less now and I'm on the hook for 44 so he's like actually now I have second buyer's remorse I'm out and um so t- Twitter was like okay we're going to sue you per specific performance is what it's called Mm -hmm. where it's like you don't have a valid reason to back out because you did not do you waived your due diligence clause in this contract it's kind of technical but it's interesting so now fast forward that this this case is is progressing quickly uh to where they're going to get to a judgment and so i think elon's lawyers kind of looked took him aside was like dude they have a good case uh they could force you to buy this company uh, or force you to have this buyout clause, which was billions of dollars. So I think Elon seems like he rallied around some other billionaires. Uh, people were saying, I'll, I'll jump in and be a part owner of this. And so in a similar way that you have a sports team where it's like, here's the owner of the sports team, when in reality there could be 50 owners of that sports team, but there's one primary. I think Elon's putting together a conglomerate of people to just go ahead and buy it for $44 billion. Here's what's interesting about this. I think this puts Donald Trump back on Twitter. The reason why Donald Trump won the election there's there's there, there's a number of reasons but when he won the election is he had the ability to jump on twitter and really speak and was he really speaking to 100 million people i don't know were some of those bots i'm sure they were but nonetheless i think even if he didn't believe in it a lot of people were entertained by it or and it created news News yeah, outlets would you, pick he, these tweets he would, up. He would, he would tweet all night, and they say the reason he gained so much weight is he went into a depression after he's thrown off Twitter. I think this makes Donald Trump a front runner if he decides to run in 2024. Joe Biden should just come out and be honest and say, "Hey, I had a stroke, and because of that, mentally, I feel like I'm all there." But but physically, I struggle because I'm heading towards 80 years old and I've had a stroke in my life. And people can say, well, it's because it's he has a stutter problem. And that's BS. If you go back and listen to him in the Senate, he had that stutter problem. Then he had no problem uh, speaking. So so does Joe Biden run again? Kamala Harris? What do you do? Because it seems like she's a great person, but not a great politician. I don't know if you can fix kind of there what's been broken. So who's going to run on that ticket? You know who's going to run on the Republican. And think about this. Even if you're a Republican, like people within my family that don't even like Donald Trump, they're going to vote for the Republican candidate. And a lot of that is driven by the, their religion. And a lot of them are Catholic and they don't feel like abortion is right. Right. So they're going to line up with the Republican candidate. So at the end of the day, if you lined up Democrats and Republicans and you had a national election, 
I don't think we're going to see big landslides anymore. Uh, we're not. And even the fact Hillary Clinton taught us you can win by millions of votes and still lose because of electoral college, that's not going to change anytime soon. So I think, I think if this puts Donald Trump back on Twitter, I think it gives him the inside track. I listened to an interview with him and Sean Hannity the other day because I think it's important to listen to all sides. And I was on Facebook and I listened. And I tell you what, the way he defended Mar-a-Lago, the way that Donald Trump defended it was amazing. I didn't believe him and I thought he was lying, but I was still, uh, I can, he, he, he has the ability to label things, speak in, in, in broad strokes, and, and think about what he does to opponents. It's not Hillary Clinton. It's crooked Hillary Clinton, right? Think about Marco Rubio. It's little Marco Rubio. Think about Joe Biden. It's sleepy Joe Biden. And I don't think the guy down in Florida has a chance if Trump comes stormy back, if he doesn't get charged, and if he has the ability to harness Twitter, I think this thing's over. I do. I, I uh, it's an interesting theory. <laughs> like I hope. That I don't think it is a theory. I think. I, I, well, there's a lot. Tell, of dominoes tell me who else has the inside track in the 2024 election well, with Twitter over Donald Trump. You're making a lot of assumptions that that a that this thing. I'm on a podcast. That's what I do. I make assumptions. Right. But when, when, when 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 did this have to start making so sense? Do you know who I am? If all those dominoes fall in the way you describe, sure. But like you know, Elon, Elon Musk, Elon Elon Musk would have to buy it. You know, he's going to put he Trump would, back on. He would be under a lot of pressure to keep these things uh, the way that they are. Donald Trump has a social media company that has investors that, you know, they're going to go, dude, you have a c company. You don't, don't go back to this when we're trying to, we have money invested in, in our, our social media company. So like, there's a lot of cogs in this wheel, but if it was as, as straight and as seamless as you said, of course that would give him power, but I, I don't think it's going to be. I mean, there's a lot of law cases pending right now. Uh, there's a lot of uh, jurisdictions. There's always been. He's, he, he, he has dealt it, with, it over, seems like it's where he on. has dealt with, oh, but when he went into office, he had dealt with over, uh, 3000 lawsuits in his career. It's what he does. It's, I, it, I understand it, it, that. It's the, what he does. I, I guess I have, I'm hoping. Name the Republican Democrat. If Donald Trump is back on Twitter with everything I just assumed, who has the inside track? Within Republicans? Republicans or Democrats. Who has the inside track? Uh, Did you see what Joe Biden said this morning on Twitter? Exactly. We will see you on the other side of this. Attorney Ann Fitzpatrick needed to move to Tacoma for family reasons and turned to Ron and Don for help. The market was tight, but Ann spotted what could be the perfect house. It was Thanksgiving Day, though, so she emailed the guys and told them, hey, don't worry about it until tomorrow. And of course, they ignored what I said about don't work on Thanksgiving. And we immediately got in with an inspector the very next morning, uh, you know, immediately started strategizing. Ron and Don told them there'd be plenty of competition and a fierce bidding war. So instead of waiting, they came up with a strategy to put on the full court press and make an early offer to convince the seller to go with Ann. We actually managed to scoop up this house before anybody else had a chance. So if you're looking to buy in such a tight market anywhere around the sound, you need a team on your side with deep expertise, creativity, and tireless dedication to their clients 24-7, even on holidays. And it all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down at ronanddonsitdown.com. 
Hey everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Before we get out of here, it seems like uh, as we talk about global warming, it seems like the West is going to have an issue and a problem when it comes to water. And so many people now have come West, they've moved to the Southwest. And think about this, during World War II, we, we had half the population that we have right now. So we're sitting somewhere between 340, 360 million people that we know of. And then there's probably other people in this country that we don't know of or we know of and we don't count them in the census. But at least that's what the census tells us. During World War II, you'd have to go back as basically 150, 160 million people. So it's, it, it's really incredible, the growth in this country. And as we look up farming, as Bill Gates continues to buy up farmland, we know that that farmland needs to be irrigated. We also know, we feel like now the salmon and the oceans need to be protected. So there's talk here, even in the great Northwest, of dismantling dams. And what would that do to irrigation? Does it take that away? Also, you you have communities now that are beginning to have to truck in water. Isn't that crazy? Places in California and Texas where you're trucking in water. Nonetheless, they are now saying, Madonna, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. We're going to have to put a water restriction on you and stars like you, including Kim Kardashian, because she's one of the worst. Ron, are we going to see water restrictions like this just become a thing, do you think, in the West, in the great specific Northwest? Because here we look around and we see a lot of water but is that water usable water? And can we use that for irrigation? Can we use that to hydrate, to drink, to bathe? What say you? Well, I find this interesting for a lot of the reasons you just said. And I think, especially in California, if you think back to, like you said, World War II and when L.A. started to really grow and California grew, the American dream was what? And I think our parents bought into this. You had the house. You had the picket fence around what? A green, lush yard. And, you know, the the cliche is dad's out there with the lawnmower, uh, pushing the lawnmower, and then he has a beer. And then if you had a bigger lawn, you'd get the riding lawnmower. So there's this American narrative of I'm going to have the green, lush grass yard. It's going to be a square and I'm going to mow that thing. And you fast forward now to 20, the 2020s. And so all these old big houses that these celebrities have bought in LA have the house, they have the big yard and the extensive landscaping is all very thirsty. And so I, I think one thing you're going to see is that, yes, these folks should be restricted because they were just saying, I'm wealthy, whatever, I'll just pay more on my water bill. And it's like, that's not the point. The point isn't that you can afford to pay more and water your big yard and all the trees. Point is that we don't have the water. So what the LA County has done is they've gone out and put restrictors in there. It's just a metal disc in the actual uh, pipe, the line that goes to the house. And it says, if you remove that, it's etched on it. It's like, if you remove this, it's a big, it's a big fine. You tamper with this and it just restricts the amount of water that actually flows to the house. But I think we're going to see, and I'm curious if you thought of this, when your yard is sort of a permaculture yard, it's not a, a square of grass like you included. And we saw this a lot in New Mexico where we grew up. It's like, I'm going to do native landscaping. I don't need a big thing of grass. I'm going to do plants that already like this climate. 
plants that can grow well without a lot of water. I'm going to put rocks in there. Like you can have a, a rock garden that looks really beautiful. I'm, I'm still going to maybe do a tree or two or some foliage, but it's not going to be the standard American square of green thirsty grass. Uh, did you think about that when you were putting in your yard? Yeah, and I just bought a bunch of plants at uh, Swanson's Nursery. And just so people know, there's a lot of great fall plants that flower uh, before they freeze. And they'll start flowering again in the spring, all summer, and into the fall. And there's a lot of great grasses that that you can grow as well. Uh, in this time of year, you can go to Swanson's, because plants are expensive, you guys. But this time of year, you can get 40 50 60% off. And so I like... When, when we're done with the project and we just finished the project in Magnolia where we built a, built, built a house, uh, I've been working on this project for a number of years. And so we went and we put in some sod, but the majority of the yard are plants. And I have some soakers and I have some soakers in, in, in my yard as well. So when it gets really hot and it hasn't rained in weeks, I'll turn those soakers on for a little bit to keep the young plants going. But once they've been going for a couple of seasons, you can do what we do around here with our grass, where you just let it go dormant. And you can do the same with a lot of these plants. Many of these flowering plants, though, will still will still flower and do well, and they'll go weeks without water. It's just when they're very young and they're just getting started and they're facing their first frost, uh, you really got to take care of them, baby them a little bit. And, and they don't always make it uh, when you wake up in the spring. Some just don't. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we, I, I use a lot more rock. I use a lot more native plants. I learned that when I was in high school, I would go out with a, a teacher friend that I knew there and he would teach during the day. And then on the weekends he would landscape yards. And so I learned to landscape from him and we would go out and we would just do a lot with cinder blocks. You see a lot of stuff done with pavers now, uh, and, and just building yards, thinking about how can we use less water and at the same time have have yards and gardens that thrive and if you look at in my front yard it's 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 basically just a flower garden is is what it is, it with, is. With, it, with lots of native plants lots of different colors and i love it like i go out there i sit on the bench in the morning people stop by i watch their dogs shit in my yard they all piss here it's 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 the place for dogs to come to really let it go and then charlie likes to go out there and smell all the stuff that just came by and, and got deposited in the yard so it's 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 been great wow <laughs> i think we can end the show on that <laughs> If you have been thinking about buying or selling, investing in real estate. Uh, it's get, true, man. Every, once a dog does something in your yard, every other dog on the morning walk is going to come by of course. and check that out. Yeah. So, yeah. What were you saying? Uh, <laughs> email me, ron at ronanddon.com. Yeah. You can email Don, Don at ronanddon.com. That's the show, everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, thanks for stopping by. Ron and Don, sit down if you need us. If you want to be on our mailing list, we'd love to have you. We don't sell your information, and uh, we'll mail something to you maybe twice, three times a month. Okay. In fact, we just sent something out, I believe, on, on if you want to understand what buy downs are in real estate, you want to make sure you get our newsletter. In fact, our friend at Mitch Not Loans wrote something really cool for the newsletter. Yeah. And there's a, that's last week's show. You can listen to that. It's on the newsletter, ronanddonsitdown.com. Sign up. And uh, that's a good way to get in touch. Let's do yeah. a sit down. Think about being active right now in, in real estate. Are you buying? Are you selling? Are you investing? There are opportunities that we haven't had for an awful long time. 
So time to lean in, think about your future. And if you have a W-2 job and you just get one check each and every month, and then down the road, you're going to leave that job and you're expecting to get a 401k check or a pension. People in America who save, 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 and save on average, they still only save $62,000 for the retirement. That's not enough. That's why when you walk into Walmart now, you see 99-year-old people working there because they didn't save for the retirement, right? Or they got wiped out. So nonetheless, we need to look out for each other. You want multiple streams of income. And when you hear a passive income, passive income isn't so passive. It becomes passive at some point, but you got to do your work initially. And we can show you how to do that when it comes to passive income in real estate and fortune appreciation. Love to talk more. RonaDunnSitDown.com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 461. It'll be here before you know it. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Are they on the Ron and Don Radio Network? Hey, it's Ron here. I'm with Mitch Weeks. Uh, You hear him on the podcast, Mitch.loans. Mitch, interest rates seem high right now. Is the housing market imploding? No, it isn't, especially in big markets like King County, Seattle, where we live. There's still a lot of people making a lot of money who want to buy. There are some buyers who are a little skittish, who are waiting for things to drop, but as soon as they see a little drop, they're going to pounce. So the most I can see in the short term is a tiny little drop. It's still a great time to buy. And with rates expected to drop in the next two years, then you can refi out and just be in the house that you purchased for a bit of a steal right now without the competition. Is there a way for me to get a better interest rate than what I see when I look it up online? There are. There are a lot of solutions. We're talking about adjustable rate mortgages. We're talking about interest rate buy-downs and a lot of really creative things that uh, we lenders like to do in markets like this to save money. It sounds like if I'm a buyer, I should not be in freak-out mode. You should not. No, you should keep looking and you should be grateful that you have an opportunity finally in this market to be a little patient and have a little power. All right. Reach out to Mitch, Mitch mitch.loans, set up a meeting, mitch.loans. Let's get you in the buying pool right now. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. I don't know a lot about chess, but I do, man, as as I said in the open, I'd like to be a grandmaster at anything. Even if it was just some grandmaster funk, I'd be, I'd I'd be all about it. Chess grandmaster is not your vibe. Like I've I've read a lot about this. Cause like when you think about chess people, you think they're not that cool. But now we're finding out that if you're like a grandmaster, you're having sex all the time. You have groupies. People are following you around. You can jump online. You can make a ton of money. It's like a thing. Like ever since nerds have turned, uh, have taken over the world, they've taken over chess as well. And Ron, what is this story? Because I didn't know this. I guess a lot of these guys play online. And when you play online, you may have the ability to cheat. And there's a lot of accusations in the chess world right now saying, hey, the U.S. Grandmaster Funk, he's, he's, he's been cheating. What's going on here? So there's, you're, you're kind of right on some of the stuff and, and kind of not right. The, so the, the, the top maybe two or three Grandmasters in the world, Magnus Carlsen makes all the money. It's very similar to like tennis or he's golf. He's the guy, right? Magnus Carlsen's the, the guy. He's the guy. He's uh, World, Worldwide. Worldwide. And where's he from? He, I believe he's from Norway. Yeah, I think uh, He was a total uh, phenom 
child prodigy came out when he was still, I think he was like 12 or 13 years old and he beat a grandmaster. It was like incredible. He, he rose through the ranks and became the world's number one. And there was such publicity around him that, um, he has catapulted. He, he does do very well, makes a lot of money, has groupies. He's a good looking guy. Uh, and so, but everybody else, if you're the fourth best chess player in the world, it's crickets. Is it it's really? Absolutely not. Like maybe they make, you know, 60, 80 grand a year, but you're not a millionaire. Oh, wow. So it's very similar to like tennis where the top five guys do very well. And then if you're the 80th best tennis player in the world, which is phenomenal, you're barely paying your mortgage. So Magnus Carlsen does, there's a couple different types of chess. There's the classic one where we're, it's over the table. We're sitting down in the same physical space and we're playing a match and it's timed. And so that's, that's a style of chess. Magnus started a website that has like 80 million people worldwide that are on this website. And so there's some variants of chess. One of them is called speed chess, where you have to play. And I think you have like five seconds or something to make your decision. And so it's a different, it's just a different variant of chess, same rules, but it's very fast. You can't sit there and ponder your pieces. So there's these, these variants of chess and there's world rankings for each variant and so magnus is number one in the most important one which is over the table televised you know he's the number one guy and then he's like number one in speed chess but like number three or something in this other style of chess where he'll get beat in that in that in that one specific game so with chess because it's a perfect information game you can see what the other player is doing he rarely ever loses like he is the best and they do it by points. So you could be, if you're ranked like 2,100 points and you're playing someone that's 1,900 points, the guy should never lose. Mm. Like he's that good. So what happened is this kid starts coming up in America and he's, he's 17, 18, 19, and he is rising through the ranks quickly, uh, gaining points, gaining experience, becomes a grandmaster. So he takes on Magnus and he wins. Mm. And so Magnus um, accuses him of cheating. And so here's where it gets weird. And if there's kids in the car, you want to turn the dial. I'm not making this up because this is the theory on how they believe it, it was cheating. The, and so five, four, three, two, one. The, <laughs> the, the theory is, is that this 19-year-old had inserted these Bluetooth-empowered beads into his anus. Wow, and, I think kids need to hear this. They do. They, and so, they, they, this is something kids should not do. Like, like I don't know, maybe my son's 12. Like, I think I could tell him this right now. And, so I, and I think he would be curious. These, these battery-powered, Bluetooth-enabled beads are inside the, 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 the person while he's at the table. Wow. Someone is running the, the board through yeah. a supercomputer yeah. and signaling him with vibrations because he has a remote control, can can vibrate uh, this specific sex toy. And the Beach Boys are playing in the background. I'm picking up good vibrations. Right. So he's <laughs> doing the vibrations, and that is how he's Whoa! doing these moves uh, on the chessboard to beat Magnus. So then what is that? So Magnus then so great. <laughs> uh, got up from the table in protest and left the tournament. And he's saying, this guy cheated me, which is a huge accusation in a game like this, yeah. in a sport, to say that you were cheated. Uh, because the, the, all you have is your reputation. And, di and didn't he, he went to this tournament, he was going to pull out, and I read, he went in, he made one move, 
Right, as and a then, protest. And then he got up and he left, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. And so, uh, because the, the other reason, the, the match that he lost, um, the player that won, the 19-year-old, was black, and Magnus was had the white pieces, and black is always at a disadvantage because they go second. So it's very, very rare in, at this level of chess that the black pieces win, oh. um, especially a 19-year-old uh, that has won. So what, what chess.com has done now, which is the world's biggest chess thing, they've gone back that Magnus or somebody asked them to analyze this guy's online play because he had admitted when he was 12 years old that he cheated once. Yeah. And so they did this big analysis of his of his chess game and say that he is he has gained the most points and ability faster than anyone in the history of modern chess, including like all the big names that, that we know of. And that they, they using analysis, they say, we think there's at least a hundred games online where we could show that statistically he uh, has cheated because they're just moves and lines that uh, like this with Gary Kasparov, the famous thing back in the day against Big Blue when IBM said, we think we have a chess engine on the computer that can beat you. And Gary won uh, a match. Then they had a rematch, and then the computer won. And once uh, the IBM engineers had solved the game, the, a computer can win every time now. And so now those computer scientists are trying to do the same thing with No Limit Poker, and they're close to cracking that game, but they haven't cracked it entirely yet because wow. it's an imperfect information game. Yeah. But in my nerd, my nerd is coming out here because I have studied it, and this stuff is always fascinating to me. So now Magnus has said. We think we can prove using statistics that he cheated at least 100 times in these online games. I believe he also cheated uh, in this live game because it, it tarnishes his reign as the world number one to lose to this 19-year-old. So what should they do? Should they inspect guys' buttholes before they, before they play? Should there be a, like, a, like a blue glove inspection? I'm gonna just leave that one right there. I think you. No, could, what would you? I'm. You, I, it's, it's a. It's a fair question. You could are you? Do, are you afraid of medical things? You could do the. Uh, Didn't you just go to the doctor? And we talked about this before. You got the blue girl. I'm. I'm learning with my 12 year old. You gotta talk more freely about this stuff because it's all being talked about. I think you could do the airport scanner. The be the, this would show up on the airport scanner. Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I, I think that could be reasonable. They said he was sitting at the table, and and this is a disconnect for me. They say he was sitting at the table, and they think the amount of concentration it would take to make some of the moves he was making, he wasn't concentrating. He was just kind of making these moves. But you'd think every once in a while there'd be a... I don't... I have no, <laughs> I have no experience with that. I don't think that's how it works. Maybe I don't want to be a Grandmaster Funk. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.